2: The Celtics claw back in the second half to eventually force overtime. They had multiple opportunities to close out the game, but came up short, losing in overtime by one point. Just brutal in the end. The series is tied up 2 2 heading back to Boston. Let's get into it right now on first of the floor. It's going to
1: be first to the floor here, and it was as short as he
0: usually is. The drive, on the ground. not the first round we've seen it's a superstar, Brady White, right. sacrifice the body. Going there. Back
2: away. Back in. Welcome in to another episode of First of the Floor. Ben Vallis here. Thank you for joining us. Hope you're doing all right after watching Jalen Brown double off of James Harden in the corner and conceding a wide open corner three, which won the game ultimately for Philadelphia. I'm joined by Jake Eisenberg and Wayne Spoonie. Spoonie, how you doing, sir? You know...
0: Look, yeah. I was Jake and I were talking before we went live here, like my dumb brain is like would have rather got beat by 10. But if you're like analyzing a series, the fact that Philly needed another 40 bomb from Harden just to barely squeak by the Celtics in overtime is a good thing. Mm-hmm. But like emotionally, <laughs> I'm close to the breaking point <laughs> Me too, Jake. How you doing, man? Welcome back. You're muted,
2: Jake. Yeah, you're muted. Hot start. <laughs> oh man,
1: I'm doing great. I had to. I had to burp, so I muted myself. Um, <laughs> so yeah, this is. I feel fine. I was feeling fine, and then I started thinking about the game again. So that I was feeling less fine. And now I'm talking about the game. So I'm continuing to feel not fine, but Mm -hmm. we're here for everybody and we're going to get through this and it's fine. And it's only two, two. And when we did the most recent podcast, me and Spoonie were like, they're probably coming back 2 two. So like, really this is. And if I told you that they lost one in overtime beforehand and we put another 46 minutes on Joel Embiid, you'd be like, that's going to hurt. I know that's going to hurt, but it's technically Mm -hmm. good. Still good. Like you expected,
2: you would have expected going into the series for Philly to win one of those two first games on their court, right? One of game three and game four. So it still makes game one, that loss, the real stinger uh, in terms of how this series is playing out so far. (laughs) Um, But look, this is meant to be therapeutic. Whenever we have these brutal losses, when we finally scrape ourselves off the floor and get into these podcasts, I usually walk away feeling better for it. So let's get right into it and just start with a quick around the room on main takeaways from the game Spoonie, what was the, the key takeaway from this
0: one for you? Uh, okay. So yeah, I, I think this is this is a tale of... <laughs> I, I mean, obviously you said it in the open is that Jalen Brown helping off James Harden is one of the most confounding decisions to- I've ever witnessed in a basketball game. That right up there with Brogdon literally throwing it to Maxie to lose us that game. Yes. So two pretty brutal losses, but... Um, tale of two halves for me. I thought Joe made some great adjustments to the offense in the second half to get Tatum going where they, we were doing a lot of the pin down stuff and Philly was just switching everything and it was taking us forever to get Tatum the ball or get anybody the ball. Um, and then we were on the run and we, they were just funneling us right to Embiid. So in the second half, I thought he kind of simplified the offense and you just saw Tatum just like catch the ball in the high post against any of their defenders. And Iso, and attack, and if he could get to the lo- get to the rim, he went up for the layup. If he couldn't, he just kicked it because we just had Al camped in the corner the whole half, basically, or, or camped up high the whole half. So thought that was a great adjustment, and Tatum played one of the best halves of basketball I've ever seen him right after playing one of the worst halves of basketball <laughs> I've ever seen. So you got to think, yeah, Brian in the chat here says like he needs to bring that energy to game five. If yeah. he does, we will blow them out. Mm-hmm. Jake?
1: Yeah, it's like where where do we we can, you know, draft or rank the most painful moments from the overtime and the fourth quarter? And the Jalen help is by in a tier of its own, in my opinion. We can go into the timeout stuff. But that like we don't we might not win the game in double overtime, but like I've been saying it the whole series and why, even though we lost today, it's still good we put forty-six minutes. On Joel Embiid, and he was clearly wearing down mm-hmm. in the second half and overtime. Another overtime, one I think that the longer, the, like if we get to triple overtime, the longer the game goes, the more that favors the Celtics, just because we have so much more, you know, athleticism and, and energy and depth. You cannot. You have to play for overtime, and he's already said that it was a mistake, which doesn't help us, obviously. Uh, which is why people being like Joe, Joe Missoula should be accountable for the timeout. Who fucking cares? Who's yeah. accountable for anything? Like, just you need to need to do it. Who cares if Joe's lying? We don't know if Joe's lying. It's whether or not he's he's happy with things, how things went, went down the stretch. But we know for a fact that it was not the plan to double off Harden in the corner. That being said, Harden doesn't make catch and shoot corner three. He doesn't take and make these shots. So, like, this is three three game winning shots. Out of four losses in the playoffs so far, Trey mm-hmm. Young logo, Harden logo with a contest. And then like, even though Jalen helped, he was a fingernail, fingernail away from closing out in time. Yeah. But that's the of- <laughs> You just can't
2: help. <laughs> right. Like he was cooking. Harden was cooking in this game. Yeah. And of all the people to, to help off, or to even help off at all, given how well Hawford had been defending Joel Embiid in the fourth quarter up until that point. And the fact that, yeah, I think Spoonie and Jakey both mentioned it. Like, Give up two, sure, before giving up three yeah. in, and allowing them the, the go-ahead bucket there. But yeah, th- there's been a lot of conjecture online about you know how much or to what extent Joe Mazzola is to blame for this one. So I guess we're, we're, we're honing in on the, the late game execution or, or lack thereof at this Just point, talking. guys. And I kind of think it was on the players. I, I'm kind of going into bat for, for Joe here. Like, Could he have coached this game uh, better? Yes, absolutely. But how we get into our set, our final set, that slowly, how we come down the court so slowly and get the, the ball into Tatum's hands, uh, that lackadaisically, that late in the game, ultimately leading to Smart getting that made three off just a, a fraction of a second too late. Oh. We're just going with more urgency at that point in the game. And like, I refuse to believe that Joe is yelling from the sidelines, go slow, go slow. Like, he's, he, if anything, he's probably he started, yelling, go, yeah, go, go. With a lot of urgency. <laughs> and you know, to, 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 to finish up the game like that and to go that slowly and with that Uh, lack of urgency I think really uh, something that's been shooting these guys in the foot all year, a lack of urgency when it's really needed, that late in a critical playoff game uh, borderline unforgivable, so for me it's on the players, it's not on Joe that said Spoonie, are there any legit criticisms uh, of Joe? We've got to read out this question here because I think we've got our first ever uh, paid donation on the
0: live stream. Super chat, what a legend. Yeah, yeah
1: Amazing. hell yeah. Thank you, X3, Never- <laughs> you're the man,
2: dude. It's so a question for the panel. How many of the 15 three throws that Embiid got would you say were legitimate? Um, I'd say they were mostly. Legitimate free throws like he's a no half. I'd say half. half. OK, Huge I was going to give him 10.
0: Yeah. I was going to give him 10. He had one on Horford yeah. where he just literally threw himself to the side and threw it up at the at the backboard. That was sure. just like not a foul. Um, And then there was one where he kind of created all the con- Jalen. It was right in the first quarter. Jalen was just like standing in the restricted area and MB just like ran into him and threw it at the backboard again. And he got two there. And then I'm sure there's another one or two in there that was bullshit there you go we're also we'll
2: we'll call it the average there and say what 10 12 and yeah. a half yeah. um, well, thank you thank you for the do- donation there X3. i'm not sure what happens to that money i uh, uh, hopefully it'll go to charity or something probably goes <laughs> to our overlords there at clns uh, unfortunately yeah. um should we get back to the the criticisms flying around about joe mazula spoonie yeah. like how you know
0: much what what percentage of those criticisms do you think are legit I, I, okay. First of all, I saw people saying he should have called a timeout and reminded the team to not close, not help off of three point shooters. Well, you can't call a timeout when the other team has a ball. Yes. So that's a 0% legitimate. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I like not calling a timeout there because if you call a timeout, Harden, Maxie are off the court now. Yes. And exactly. we attack them and, it was a good play. Like it led to a wide open three that smart made. It was just a matter of literally going a half a second too late. I mean, obviously you want to go two, three more seconds, two or three seconds quicker, but a timeout's not going to do that. And then you have to contend with getting the ball inbounds and you probably have to inbound it into the backcourt anyway. So now you're in the same position, maybe with less time and all their best defensive players are on the court. So, um, I just i i i like that decision. I've been defending that not calling a timeout in those type of situations all season. I like doing it. I think it screws up the defense just as much as it, um, you know, is damaging to the offense. I think it's advantage offense when you don't call a timeout. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, Michael Spitzer in the chat. The fact that Embiid's shot was an air ball, like this is not like that like that last stuff. Like that led to the Tucker and one. It's like if he just hits the rim, then we get the rebound. There was just, there was so many like unlucky bounces like late and into the fourth quarter. I think Joe could have maybe like, to. I think both things can be right here. One, don't call a timeout and, but then you got to be quick that you can be like, okay, clearly they're not, this is not going well. And then hit the timeout. I think that is probably the answer to this solution. Super easy to say an hour and a half after the game has ended, obviously. Um, because I thought they were getting amazing looks for all of the fourth quarter and overtime pretty much. Mm-hmm. and so and they got another good look. Tatum could have gone for the float up, even at the end of overtime, maybe that like f- just like that fading fading shot to the left like i I kind of tr- especially when he's cooking like that, I trust him to make that. It's just so easy to play these things in in <laughs> hindsight. Um, but yeah.
2: That was a wide open look for Smart at the end of regulation as well and he'd been <coughs> hitting those those threes yeah. all game. Smart's been great this entire series really. Um you know that's that's a good look that had a you know high percentage chance within the vacuum of this game of going down. It was just unfortunate that it, that it didn't end the game there. Um there's some good comments coming in from the chat here. Uh, from John Zanis Pies saying, uh, but down one, why waste the whole clock if you shoot early? You get multiple shots at it, like potentially getting an offensive rebound or at least being 100%. able to play the free throw game. Yes, absolutely. On the flip side, in terms of arguing for calling a timeout there, you could have had Brogdon on the court instead of Smart or White. Brogdon, like, we're not going to get quite to individual performances just yet, but Brogdon was... Yeah, you know, I know he put up 19 points or whatever it was and hit some big shots. Kind of unreliable with the ball in this game. Like I just, as a, as a fan watching do not feel safe and secure when Brogdon has the ball right now. So I kind of was for going with Derek White instead of Malcolm Brogdon to, to close this game. What did you guys think about that point?
1: Yeah, Brogdon had another like couple of questionable turnovers late in this game as well. He had that one fast break down the left side and he just got it stripped and that led, it, led the other way. They had to go fast. You have to extend the game. Like even if you missed a shot, then you foul and then you force someone to make free throws and you get another shot. It was on everyone. The fact that you think people just, there's obviously a group of people that want to yell at Joe Missoula and yes. like this is the perfect chance for it. But to absolve the players of blame here is just ridiculous. Like it's, Basketball 101. You're down one. You take a quick shot because if you miss, you get a foul. It's just so obvious. Or a rebound. Or Mm -hmm. a rebound. And they've been, and they've been, they were killing them energy wise. Like Tatum was like, was, was basically Robert Williams out there. And that, yeah, that's, that's on the players. Like they have to know to go. And they had been going quick, it felt like, for so much of the game. And there was just a couple where that slow, Slow mentality bled into the game, and obviously that last possession was the top of the list. That were just—it felt like you could
2: feel the heart of the Sixers fans being ripped out for a good yep. portion of the fourth quarter. They were coming yes. back, and you were like, "Like we've got this! Like these guys are cooked. They can't stop us." Joe, uh, you, there was a clip during the broadcast of Joe Mazzola saying, "Like we have another level defensively to go to. Like let's go there now." And then they fucking did, and it was yeah. beautiful to watch. The only hope is. You know, obviously, that level of intensity wasn't there for like the first two and a half quarters of the game. Gotta go back into game five with like 110% intensity. I'm I'm preaching the choir here, but like they they have to start yeah. and end with that level of intensity.
1: So with that intensity, I thought Jalen picked up those two early fouls. And that and he's just been by far the best defender on Harden. And then what and because he was going, he was cooking on offense early. He had to change the way that he was playing. Yeah. Ha- and he, like, he had no choice and that let Harden get comfortable. Like those early fouls and one of them was just so ticky tack. Um, you, ha- and this is the third game in a row now where a Jay has been in foul trouble. Obviously Tatum in that one for seven game in the blowout. And then last game, Jalen was in foul trouble. And then it didn't lead to like him having to come out a lot, but it just changed the way that he was able to play defensively. And. The Sixers are 2-0 when Harden has 40-point games. And when James and Jalen's not able to get up into him, that's been the difference. You'd think someone else will be able to take that challenge, but it hasn't really no one else has really been able to slow him down to the level that Jalen has.
0: Brogdon, especially, has yeah. been really bad on Harden. Like mm-hmm. he's been great offensively for the most part. Yeah, I agree. He's been a little um uneasy with the ball at times, but defensively man Harden has just been going at him like they were him and Horford were out there and he was just like getting Brogdon on him instead of Horford and was he just can't st- I mean it's like Harden gets to that little mid-range fall away on Brogdon whenever he wants and yeah. he I think he went seven of eight for mid-range today and he is not a mid-range player I mean that's just not his game at all so um Yeah, I wonder, I thought Derek, going back to kind of the original question, I thought Derek was great. I think he came in because Brogdon got his fifth foul, but I thought he did a lot of like really little things to help um, on defense. He was kind of, you know, showing help on MB, then getting back to his main cover. So um, it's just like one small thing goes the other way, and, you know, we're celebrating being up 3-1. But that's the playoffs, you know? That's just the playoffs, dude. This yeah. is
1: this is eerily similar to the Buck series. Like, we're killing them in the wins, and we're yeah. just like a couple of bounces away from just winning the series, going away. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. they all count for one win in the series. You don't get extra points for being a plus 50 in the series. Like, we've lost two games by three points.
2: It's ridiculous. They all still hurt <laughs> all the same. Exactly. <laughs> they hurt
1: more. It's equally point, as like, painful. Like, objectively, like, these, these all signs point to the Celtics clearly. Celtics clearly better. I fucking no. But mm-hmm. it does not matter because it's tied 2-2. Two, two. But yeah. that's the thing. It's tied 2-2, two, two, which means we, at minimum, get two more games. And as this series goes, the athleticism in the youth of the boys it's gonna carry us. So I'm getting confident again. Let's go. Come on. Look. Look, no, 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 I I have,
0: I have the receipts. I have the receipts. I said we'll win two and three, lose four, win five and six. I even put a bet in, Celtics and okay. six, and I uh, um four two Celtics so I've got the receipts. this is going exactly as I planned. it's just way more painful than I anticipated yeah. so <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's where we differ. I anticipate the pain. I can't plan for it like I can't
2: do anything about it but I, I at least know and feel that it's coming and I'm, I'm feeling it right now. um I thought that the first of all like this is a this is a walk away with some confidence loss I think just based on how much we pressured them and, and put the clamps on them towards the end of regulation and in overtime as well like we had them shaking in their boots. And like we've, we've already discussed, like a few things unfortunately didn't bounce our way and we didn't walk away with the win. But moral, It's not a moral victory, but you walk away with some confidence knowing that you have that next level to go to. You went there. Everyone in a Philly jersey, fan or player on the court, coaching staff, were shaking in their boots, worried about the Celtics who were, who were coming for them, who almost snatched the, uh, the victory from the jaws of defeat.
1: Oh, we were so glad to oh snatching the victory from the uh, jaws of defeat.
2: I do think uh, just a couple things on the adjustment side for Philly, having Maxie bring the ball up instead of Harden yeah. a lot more to mitigate you know, the the full court pickup from Jalen Brown's perspective. Also, less or even no Jalen McDaniels. It's not Jaden, is it? It's Jalen McDaniels, um, which gives Rob one less person to help off of. And I think they, that did a really good job of taking Rob out of the game to some degree or not allowing Rob to really... Um, you know, put his mark on the game in the in the non-Halford minutes. There, any other adjustments on either sides that you guys noticed?
1: They were just they were hitting everything. It's not an adjustment. I'm just kind of I'm just kind of rattling stuff off here. But like there was this stretchable <laughs> like in the third quarter, right? It felt like the comeback was was on the way. And I think we ended the fourth quarter down nine again. Like the score actually was a plus zero in the third quarter, but yep. but the but the surge. Tatum was playing awesome. The surge had begun, but every time the sixes, like we got it down to seven a couple of times or six, every single time, the sixes hit like this, this like clutch three, late shot clock. Like George's Niang. So yeah, your point about fucking Jalen McDaniels being out. Um, their big trade line trade deadline pickup. He apparently can't play <laughs> the in this stopper. series. The J-stopper. <laughs> yeah. But what's funny is that like, yeah, I wish that he he was playing. And this makes me think maybe they should have subbed him. Taking a timeout to sub in Jalen McDaniels because I don't even know if he's a better defender than anyone else. He comes in cold, makes a mistake. Anyway, but like George's Yang has been like clutch in in two games in a row now, like today, and that's why you have to have him out there even if he's giving stuff up out up on the other end. He was three for six from three, and he he's not scared. Like he will just fire, and he hit three really big threes. I think like for Philly, you you have to keep playing him, and if you're the Celtics, the adjustment is like you can't. You, one, just don't help off him like that's like the one guy like you got he's got to be comfortable with Harden and Embiid going down there you have to attack him on the other end he's kind of held up pretty well offensively i mean on the defensive end but you just have to keep keep attacking him
0: i i thought it seemed like um In the first half, we went with Grant as the primary defender on Embiid when he was out there with Al or Rob. And in the second half, I'm not even sure how much Grant played. I haven't even looked at the box score after this game. (laughs) He played
1: eight in the first half and ended up with 12 total. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, he played four minutes. And even when he was out there, I think either Rob or Al was the primary defender on Embiid. So, um, Because Embiid was just shooting over the top of him, which Mm. he's going to do. Like He had an incredible first half, and it just – Yeah, that third quarter was super frustrating. I tweeted it out. They started, Philly started 0 for 7. And then I think somewhere in the middle of the third quarter, they went 12 for 20 after that point from Mm 3. 60% from 3. And that's going to keep you, you know, keep that lead cushioned when it was like, man, you just go into that fourth quarter tied. And then we play that fourth quarter and that's an easy win.
1: Yeah, I think, yeah, X3 in the chat here and Michael Spitzer, like, Al. It's crazy. And I know so good. And I know Embiid missed some time, but like the conditioning of Al Horford versus Embiid is not a contest. Like Embiid in the second half was three for 12, five for six on the line, two rebounds, one assist. Like he was just nowhere to be found. And, and that's when the surge was happening. Al was, Al was immense. I cannot believe that that three didn't go in that went around the world. Like in the corner, like how many clutch, tra- know, how many dude. times has Mal- Al had made that shot? Not just for the Celtics, but specifically against the Sixers, and it was perfect. T- Tatum made the perfect read again. They collapsed, mm-hmm. and it was just wide open in the corner. He's been hitting that shot all year long, and in and out, and that would have put him up fourth like a minute ago, and that just hurts. But he was so good defensively on Embiid, like he wore him down. Like Al hadn't been getting close on these contests, and then all of a sudden, like he blocked him twice. Like, everybody, like, Rob, I think, blocked him. Bambi got blocked, a few, like, a bunch of times. And, yeah.
2: That our Corner 3, yeah, man. Clean.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, it cool.
2: was Dunny Roll halfway down, so close, oh. and that would have that would have just shut the game down. Um, but, yeah, we can go on all night about all the little opportunities that were blown to, to put this game away, and there were many of them. Uh, sorry, Spoonie, I did cut you off there.
0: I was just going to say, clean music lover says we missed an opportunity when Embiid sat at the start of the fourth. Tatum was sitting then too, and Tatum was the offense in the second half. I mean, he it was just give it to Tatum, let him blow by somebody, let him get the offense started or finish at the rim. And um, he, I mean, he just played so. Did he even
1: have a turnover in the second half? One maybe. Mm-hmm. He was he was he was flawless in the second half, except yeah. for two missed free throws.
0: Ugh, yeah, yeah, that's the game right there too. Fuck. I can't believe
1: he missed those because he was like in I that know. in that Tatum flow state mm-hmm. where you just don't expect him to be to be, to be missing anyth- anything anything. Um, if I just random decide, if I had to if you had to choose one Celtic to hit two clutch free throws, who is who is it?
0: Smart him or smart. Yeah, i think it's smart <laughs> yeah
1: I think smart like, was
2: his nails in the clutch dude i think it
1: is smart but like I, i'd think him. smart
2: to hit him by like, throwing the ball behind his head like on the, yeah, the right. line like, he's just like so of course smart hit it
1: didn't didn't count like but of course smart hits hit, like hit the shot with like the fling up with no time on the clock like he's just he's money in those situations but yeah I forgot where Jaylen, we were going,
2: Sorry. Well, we're all over the place, <laughs> which is just, just fitting for where our minds are at. Completely scrambled after a game like this. Um, X three with a comment in the chat. Even though he's more turnover prone, Jalen Brown needs more touches. This is in a the good point. Quarter. Three shot attempts in the fourth. Jake, uh, not enough. What do you think? Well,
1: okay, this is this is this this happens. This is a, this is the story with Jalen. He comes out. He's so confident in the fourth, and I'm sorry. It's not on Joe. It's not on anyone. He's touching the ball. It's not like he's not catching and holding the ball. He's not the he's not play does not play at the same level of aggression and force in the in the second half and the fourth quarter. It just doesn't like. There's plenty of opportunities for him to get down there, and he's he's not he's just not taking advantage. So I th- I think that's completely on Jalen. Um, maybe they need to empower him more potentially. But this is a read and react offense. The ball's flying around, and Jalen's having has his opportunities.
0: Yeah, when these guys are making reads, they're not thinking about like, oh, where's Jalen? Yeah. They're thinking about where did that help come from and who is now open? And they don't care who it is. So I think to your point, Jake, like Jalen has to get himself open. He's got to get better moving off the ball Um, because, yeah, we need him. We just absolutely need him. And that start of the fourth, no Embiid like that could have been Jalen Brown mini run to get us. Back, like back to tie game and then we take it away to end the fourth quarter. But I think we scored four points in the first like four minutes of the fourth quarter mm-hmm. and Philly scored two. So yeah. it's <laughs> like, we were still plus two in those four minutes without Embiid and Tatum, but uh, it was ugly.
1: This is the playoffs. Like there's just, it's just going to be gross. Hmm. Yeah. It's just, it's, yeah just, exactly. just, it's just the reality, which is why like, I know they lost, but I, you have to love the surge you have to love the comeback you have to love what they're able to do because they've won so many playoff games and then you're not going to win every game like these these games are really hard to win in Philly a couple of bounces obviously and and they win this game but they they were not scared like they, no. there were there's there was not a fear element to this loss there rarely is it's more of an execution thing versus like I don't want to shoot the ball it's so from that perspective like you you have to feel have to feel comfortable and confident like as this series goes on like I know someone in the chat was like we need to win 5 and 6 he you know he's going to win in x amount of games look if we've learned anything man about the Celtics <laughs> uh, I can't I can't do that man <laughs> <laughs> we need to win these two games <laughs> yeah, that is probably going to go 7
2: Oh, that hurts. Um, yeah. Just to quickly finish up on the Jalen Brown point, he said pretty much that uh, in his post-game presser that he just needs to be demanding the ball more down the stretch there and, and sort of put his hand up to to take the blame for that one, which uh, is very much aligned with what you guys were saying. Um, I'm getting from you guys that like you don't necessarily feel as hurt after this loss as, say, for example, Game 5 against Atlanta. Um, which is really earth-shattering. Like it, it feels like there's sort of a, a sense of confidence among the group here that like we're still feeling pretty confident about the rest of the series.
1: Yeah, I I really think that Atlanta thing was just made much worse by what was going on with the Bucks and the Heat. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. that's fair. Yep. And like, obviously, it would be a disaster if we lost this series, but going down to like Embiid and Harden in the second round and Embiid and Harden has like, I'm guessing if if they win the series, another 40 point, like triple double, like it's just a completely different situation than losing to an Atlanta team in the first round. Just not really comparable. Obviously this would be a disaster and I feel like I need to, I want to puke even thinking about it, but like (laughs) it would be different. Um, And it's 2-2. Like, yeah, I think that was just that, that those feelings were compounded by was happening in the buck series and that was like a proper collapse like mm. up 12 with like 5 minutes to go like that was a proper collapse versus this one was i don't, don't think this was a choke job at all like it was just a couple of like these 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 close clutch games balls bounce either way um obviously it just hurts because you can like pinpoint like these tiny little moments to get you get yourself one extra point um or two extra points but like that's the reality of the playoffs yeah, Tatum contests
0: Tobias Harris too good, so yeah. he airballs it yeah. right to P.J. Ugh. Tucker if for an and one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's that is not that's great defense. We played, we did everything right except get unlucky. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and Philly is, I know we meme and joke about Philly, and uh, Celtics fans feel like they own the six. Philly won fifty four games, yeah. like they're a legitimately good NBA team. They are not the forty-one win Hawks, so there's no there's no shame in this going six or seven. And if it goes seven and you lose on a hardened fifty-point bomb where he's unstoppable, it's gonna suck really hard. But it's like I don't think it's indicative of this team's inability to win. Sure, um, it's just really, really gonna suck. But if you go and get blown <laughs> out in game five and six, then I think you're probably looking at trading some people.
2: Uh yeah, I think that's fair. Do you think Spoony Embiid looks healthy-ish? Like obviously conditioning is a factor. It's kind of always been a factor throughout his career. Do you think the knee like he's moving
0: around all right? I, I this is kind of how he always looks to me against the Celtics, yeah. right?
1: I mean, do you guys agree? He looks totally he looks the same. He looks exactly yes. the yeah. same. Yeah. Which yeah. is we'll annoying. Because like, yeah. totally how we have mean. this like, cause this, this is what Embiid's doing on one knee, but it's like, well, he doesn't move really anyway. Mm-hmm. Like That's the difference. Like, I would be shocked if he's not wearing down in these games. Regardless, you know, yeah, he looks he looks fine to me.
2: Yeah, agreed. So let's wrap up on some individual performances. We'll get to predictions for game five. But Jason Tatum, first half, you led with this up the top, Spoony. First half, not so great. Second half, like goat half of basketball, all time great. In this game, in in a game of this magnitude, a player like Jason Tatum, the best player on the team. You just you can't have that much of a bedshitting in the first half, and I know you mentioned it was like largely coaching adjustments that actually opened up Tatum's game in the second. He needs to assert himself better uh, right off the bat. You know he he needs to be our MVP for us to win this or any playoff series. It was really disappointing to see how he came out in this one. Obviously ending quite well, but. Despite all that, 18 boards, 6 assists, 4 blocks, not even mentioning his points, which I will mention, 24. Um, But just amazing, like, while he wasn't scoring in that first half, and they were talking about this on the broadcast, still so impactful, still so effective in, like, almost all other facets of the game. Um, Thoughts on, on Jason Tatum, guys? We'll just do it around the room.
1: I just didn't think he played that bad in the first half. Like, he obviously played with a different level of force in the second half and those adjustments. But, like... In the first half, you know, he was one for nine, nine rebounds, two offensive, two assists, a steal, two blocks, and was single turnover. Like the process was pretty good. He missed like some wide, wide open shots, wide open threes. And we we were like a Tatum. He went one for nine. We were like a three for nine Tatum half of, away from the game being tied pretty much. Yeah. He was like, and that's. Of course you want more, but I thought that the process was was pretty good and Philly brought the fight to him and to the Celtics and they weren't quite ready for it.
0: I know this is whack and I know this is lame. <laughs> he got hacked on a couple of his drives oh, okay. in the first quarter. And you could Yeah, and he got it got in his head because they didn't get called and then Embiid was getting everything on the other end and Jalen picks up two cheap fouls and then Tatum's like I'm out here getting both my arms pinned behind my back while I'm driving and there's no call. So and I, I think he started pressing a little bit. But yeah, I, I agree with you, Jake. Like it was just a function of missing shots. Like when we have the really, really bad Tatum is when he's got like four turnovers and a half and he just likes like totally disengaged on both ends. It really wasn't that. I mean, he was. Maybe other than Al, our best defensive player this game. I don't know. I mean, he just seemed like he was everywhere on mm-hmm. defense. So um just a weird kind of a weird half. I think, you know, the the physicality got in his head a little bit. And then clearly he just readjusted in the second half and was like, all right, I'm just gonna go through through people and finish. He does really
2: bog the offense down, like I hate to say it, when he's not fighting to get open because clearly the directive and Malcolm Malcolm Brogdon really struggles with this. The directive is clearly to to get the ball to Jason Tatum. Uh, Oftentimes, it's like a high post, um, you know, back to the basket, try and receive the ball with a short entry pass. And Brogdon really struggles to get Tatum the ball when he's not like fighting at 110% to get open and to open up a good passing lane. And so when he doesn't do that, even though it's kind of the responsibility of someone else to get him the ball, it makes life so tough on the on the ball handler. We end up holding the ball for 5-10 seconds trying to find that entry pass lane and everything just breaks down from there. Often then there's a turnover and the other team gets out in transition. It's just a disaster when he's not fighting as hard as he can, tooth and nail to, to get open. So I'd love to see him you know, fight at 110% effort to begin uh, game 5. Um, Al Horford, guys, we talked about the fourth quarter defense on Joel Embiid. Uh, a bit of a blast from the past, like we hadn't seen him like lock down Embiid like that in like quite a few years. So really amazing to see the reemergence of that. Jake, what do you think about Al, <laughs> Al Horford's performance in this one? Obviously amazing. It's so,
1: it's so absurd. Ten, <laughs> seven, four assists, two steals, and five blocks, and zero turnovers, and only three fouls when guarding Embiid. Like. I, how much more can we ask of this guy and the answer is one more three please <laughs>
0: but that was almost in <laughs> but he was
1: he was perfect flawless like he's such a low mistake guy to quote the great Joe um, co-host like he just doesn't make mistakes and he's just so solid um, he had one fantastic outlet pass as well um, which I think led to... I don't even know what led to a, a, a layup, but it was like it just was an outlet into the paint straight away. Always looking up. I can't believe he's out. He out. He's outlasting Embiid. Well, I can believe it, but it's crazy that the 37 year old is outlasting the 29 year old MVP out there. And <laughs> we need more. We need. We need. We need him to go again. And I think if anyone, like if we know anything about Al, he's the chill, chill guy, but he's kind of like a psychopath. Um, and I, I think that that second half is going to like really inspire and encourage Al to feel confident defending Embiid going down into game five and into game six.
0: Yeah, I, Al was awesome, dude. I mean, he's just so <laughs> solid. So, like, this is one of those games where, like, uh, plus single game plus minus does not represent how impactful he was because he was a zero. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was just. I, where would we be without Al Horford? I mean, I don't, I don't know because like his ability to stretch the floor and pull Embiid out of the paint too is like the reason our offense can function against this Philly team. Um, so just another vintage Al. He did the Antoine wiggle after that dunk, yeah, which was is like sick. one of the greatest things I've ever yeah, seen. I, know. So. <laughs> I, I wanted him to win so bad. He
2: was yeah. so
1: close, to iconic in so many ways.
2: Yeah. It's it's a lost wiggle now because like we yeah, can't we can't look back on it fondly because it led to a loss, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, very
1: reminiscent
0: of Antoine, who wiggled yeah. very often <laughs> in losses. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Very old brand. Jalen Brown, like we've talked about, kind of ad nauseum at this point, so we won't spend too much time on Jalen, but ten for sixteen from the floor. The first three minutes in the game, I thought he was gonna go for sixty in this one. Like he was the offense. And his on-ball defense on on the Philly Guards um continues to be amazing, something that can only be hampered by early foul trouble, which of course, and unfortunately was a factor in this game. We're just gonna run through this list here, guys. So any any sort of remaining thoughts on on Jalen Brown or takes that you haven't been able to rattle off yet?
1: Just has to be More aggressive. Only one turnover. Again, like played a pretty clean game, but that was partly because he wasn't handling the ball late. But we need we needed more of it. Like when Tatum was on the bench in the start of the fourth quarter, and so was Embiid. That's Jalen time. Has to be. Has to be.
0: Yep. I have nothing more to
2: add. <laughs> no notes <laughs> yeah, my my notes are well and truly run out at this point it's so it's so hard to like plan for these plans, oh, but like obviously there's so much passion involved after a, a spirited win. where you're just like, oh, I've got so much I want to get off my chest and after a last year, it's like <laughs> I don't I don't even really want to do this, and yet here we are. Um, Grant Williams, obviously uh, not as much minutes in this game and therefore not nearly as impactful. Uh, same with Robert Williams, we talk about him being less of a factor just due to the the personnel that Philly uh, had or did not have on the court. Okay. Marcus Smart probably just, requires yeah. a shout out. Sorry, yeah, go ahead, like,
1: Jake. I was say we we could probably use some more Rob. Yeah, I don't yes. know. I I saw Trey on Twitter talking about it. It's like the hardened step backs and the drives are killing us. And like I know Rob's getting killed on. Like he got he got bit on the bump fakes, but he's got heaps. Like how many fouls did he have today too? Right, like he's not in mm-hmm. foul trouble. Like let's give. Let's give him a, a, jo- a crack out there on Harden. Like I like that we can switch Rob onto him. Um, I think he can get out into those step backs and really contest them and make them tough. And I think he can really contest Harden on, on the drives, and that's where Harden's getting us. So um, I would like to see Rob get more, more of a chance. But it's, that's also on Rob. He's not impacting the game at a high enough when he's out there. He's got to be just flying around getting everything.
0: I'd like to see him be a little more active off ball offensively too. Like there's spaces he can, but he just sits in the dunker spot with his hand up, like throw me a lob over Joel Embiid. That's not going to happen. No. <laughs> so like flash to the, like the free throw line, catch the ball there. You don't have to shoot, but the defense is going to be paying attention Move, to a yeah. dude with the, yeah, with the ball at the free throw line and then find cutters and stuff like that. And he just seems really checked out offensively. And I think that's probably why he's not playing a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's things he can do even though he can't shoot uh, to to punish the Philly defense. So be interested to see what he does. Cause if they went double bigs for a short time and I, my recollection is was really good defensively, like really, really good. Yep.
2: Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers can get a no sweat first bet on up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel currently has the line for Celtic Sixers Game 5 at 7. I'm putting a little wager on the over because the Celtics are going to blow out Philly in TD Garden. I love FanDuel. They've got great promotions every day. It's a safe and secure app and you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sportsbook. Visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash Boston. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com sportsbook. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com RG. Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee or Virginia or call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana one 800 522 4,700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, one 770 stop in Louisiana, gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts. Visit www.mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, one eight seven seven. 8 Hope why or text Hope and Y to 467369 in New York, 1 800 522 4700 in Wyoming, or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Yeah, it'll be interesting to what we see out of that coming into to game five. Um, I was almost getting to Marcus Smart there, yeah, who has sure. been incredible in this series, awesome. uh, just really setting the table offensively. It's so amazing, like the conversation throughout the, the regular season of just like, who's our best guard? And now, you know, when our bread's being buttered in the play- playoffs. It's Marcus Smart setting the table, maestroing the offense, uh, and really in some ways anchoring the defense as well, navigating these switches perfectly. You can see him calling out the switches and calling out the coverages when he's dropping back at defense as well. Typical Marcus Smart stuff. Spoonie, what do you think of Smart's impact in this one?
0: Yeah, I thought this was a a fantastic Marcus Smart game. I wish he could have use time lords powers to just go back in time by like a half a second and had won the game for us but uh i think one great thing about smart too is that he's so um like safe with the ball unless you know he gets on tilt once in a while and starts doing crazy shit but when he's not in that mode and he's playing like he is tonight like I'm totally comfortable with Marcus Smart getting the ball, w- you know, with 30 seconds left in a tie game. And I expect he will do the right thing. Um, and yeah, his shooting has been money. I, I just looked up his stats. Um, Playoff, he's shooting, baby. Well, he's only shooting 32% from three for this series. But uh that copyright. right. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> he's shooting, but he's averaging 16, you know, three and a half and five. And yeah. he's like a plus five per game. So Four for 10 great. today.
1: Kind of 5 for 11 in a different yeah. um, multiverse. Universe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, so disappointing. I, I, I'm not mad. To borrow a, a line from Chris Forsberg who just tweeted this out, I'm, I'm not mad, I'm, I'm disappointed. Uh, which yeah. I think is the vibe walking away from this one. Guys, as we look towards game five, what adjustments, if any, Spoonie, will start with you, do you anticipate from
0: Azula and co. going into this fifth game? I, you know, we're so deep into the, the series at this point, like, I'm not sure there's much more you can do, right? Like we've made the adjustment to put Jalen on hard in, like, just stop being, he's just like a skosh too aggressive on him (laughs) and picking up cheap fouls. It's like, you're probably not going to pick his handle, just stay in front of him, keep your hands up. And if he beats you, okay, he's going to beat you every once in a while, but, and just be patient. And uh, disciplined on his step back, and I think we'll be just fine.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great call. And almost it's like you you want to be aggressive the whole game, and like you just got to save those fouls, right? Because like if you can just not pick up those two fouls, you can still be aggressive. But like then you can ramp up the level of aggressiveness in the second half because you haven't picked up those two fouls as Harden starts to wear down and really get him off his spot. Um, And it's just this balance of like you don't want to let Harden get in a rhythm, but like balancing that with with not picking up the personal fouls. It's all about pace. It's all mm-hmm. about pace. Yep. You have to yep. run these guys off the floor. And that's what was happening in the second half. They were just everywhere. You have to play like that. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, just more of what's been working for us. Like the formula has clearly been laid out. They know what to do. It's just more about having that foot on the gas for, you know, not even 100% of the game, like 75% of the game instead of 50 like it was today. I'd yeah. like to I'd like to think that Malcolm Brogdon is going to sit down and watch a little bit more film uh, and get more up to speed defensively. He definitely seemed to get lost on some switches. There was one play late where like, it was kind of a blown coverage from Jalen Brown and that he sort of helped towards Brogdon's guy, but I think he only did that because he was unsure of Brogdon's competence defensively to, to make the correct switch. And then Maxi blew by him. Uh, yep. for, for a layup there late in the game. But I would still call that Brogdon's fault uh, just due to Jalen's lack of uh, you know assurance that Brogdon's going to behave accordingly as part of that that defensive coverage. So I'd like to think that it's probably a little bit late, like you said, Spoonie. Like I think everything that can be done has been done, but it's not too late for Malcolm Brogdon. He can still pick it up defensively. <laughs> so maybe a little bit there from, from Brogsy, as we're calling him now. Come on, Brogzy. Uh, <laughs> All right, that is going to do it for this one. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be firing up our playback room for game five, I think, guys. We haven't talked about it, but I assume like at least two of us will be free to do it. What do you think? Is it Tuesday? Tuesday night, Wednesday, middle of the day here in, in Australia. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I'm going to try and make it work. I just got this job stuff that happens during the game that I got to try yeah. and figure it out. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to try and figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I should be good. I should be good. All right. All right, I'll keep you updated. But
2: yeah. <laughs> okay, very much. A, it's in flux. It's a watch this space keep behind situation the here, yeah, right keep the here. Out yeah. there. Absolutely. All right, the link, uh, regardless, will be in the description of this episode. And of course, we'll be back with another pod later in the week. Spoonie Jake, love your work, guys. Until next time, go Celtics. <laughs>